welcome to the Built Different Podcast. Let's get it. Welcome everybody to the Built Different Podcast. We have a special, special episode for you here on High and Inside. We're calling this one Mets Therapy. So I'm joined by loved co-host Wolfie. Yeah, and we yeah, have yeah. a special guest, miserable Mets guy um, on TikTok. There you go. All right, Max, I got your uh, your Pitchcom set up here, so we're good to go. What the fuck is Pitchcom? I have three Cy Youngs, two no-hitters, and I won a World Series with the Nationals. No, it's, it's so the other team doesn't steal your signs. They can steal my signs all they want. They're not going to hit the fucking ball. Get out of my face. All right, Max. Yes, Adovino's still in. I'm finally going to get a fucking hit. Oh, God. Oh, no. What the fuck is that, dude? You gotta be fucking kidding me. Oh, dude, dude I'm a, I need a fucking diaper. Fuck. Yeah. Yo, who's pitching tonight for the Mets? I'm bummed, right? Because yours are still out? I'm Max! The fuck was that? Fucking! Sherman! That's right, bitch boy! I'm back! You thought I wasn't coming back! I'm a mortal! Three Youngs! Two no-hitters in the World Series with the Dash! Yo, who's pitching tonight? So as you guys can see there, this guy has a million likes on the TikTok, 17,000 followers, almost 18,000 followers. What's up, man? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, chillin', man. Mets fan since fucking 10 years old. You know, like everyone's like, yo, why are you a Mets fan? My mom took me to City or uh, Shea Stadium. And that, that was it, man. I used to talk to Cliff Floyd in left field. And now uh, I was big into filmmaking. Now I jumped into TikTok shit with the comedy skits. And it's, it's blowing up in like less than two months. Those are the numbers I got. So doing, doing my thing, man. Having some fun with the Mets. Hell yeah, I love it. Yeah, man. No, I, I thought, why not have a therapy session? Because listen, we're all, we're all decked out in some Mets gear. You know, but I, I can't I can't wear this Mets jersey for too long. You guys know I'm a Nationals fan. So oh, I got <laughs> I got to represent the real team in New York. You feel me? I know I'm a oh, Nationals oh, fan. Oh, he did his dirty. Oh, man. I got to. I can't wear that. You kidding me? I can't wear that. He did his dirty. Stu got it. He probably has one. You got you have every jersey. Oh my god. Oh no. Oh my god, bro. Cheater or judge, I'd be like, all right, all right. Yeah, you get the you get you get a pass. Oh my god. So Wolfie, what what makes you such a big Mets fan? Because I know we we've had a few episodes of our our normal podcast, but we we've never opened up on your your Mets fandom too much. Yeah, no, I mean, my whole family was a Mets fan. Mom, dad, pops, uh, or uh, mom, dad, brother, 
Uh, I mean, I've been a Mets fan since I can even remember. Mike Piazza was one of my favorite players growing up. David Wright's always been a classic. DeGrom now. R.A. Dickey, which is actually the jersey I'm wearing. Yeah. That's actually one of my favorite players ever, too. No, it's just like the Mets are like the underdogs. And, like, I feel like even, like, whether the teams I play for in real life or just things I've done, I've always been that, like, underdog fan. I guess <laughs> other than the Giants, they've been kind of the overdogs over the Jets, but – that's another story, but yeah, no, I've just always been a Mets fan. I like them. Uh, and even just like the Yankees in general, like no one in my family other than like, you know, friends here and there, like we're Yankee fans. So I always grew up around a Met culture. So dude, Mets all the way. That's right, baby. Hell yeah. Would you guys say that your favorite player is Luis Castillo, the second baseman? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, nah, probably not too. No way. Oh, man. I'm going to have so much I kind of phase him from my mind. Like, when I think of Luis Castillo, I think of the current guy. Now, I don't even think about that guy anymore. No, that's why I said the second. Fucking the picture we should have (laughs) got. Yeah, I don't even go down that route now. Actually, yeah, no. Let's go down that route. It's up to you, Sax. Yeah, do your thing, man. We're going to get there. We're definitely going to get there. So, this this is a therapy session. I got the Mets fans here, guys. So, I want to go down, like, a small list of memories you know i want to get your guys's demons out so that you guys fight them you know whatever you got to do because at the end of this i just want you guys to be happy mets fans you know i think life is too short to be miserable mets fans you know yeah but if you're the right miserable mets guy you can you can blow up on tiktok you know what i mean so you know sometimes being a miserable mets guy is okay so let's go down these things you know, guy, it's okay if you guys have to cry. It's it's definitely okay. It's that's what therapy is for. So number one, Ike Davis's Valley Fever. Ooh. The Valley. Number two, Ryan Church's concussion flight. <laughs> oh, You're throwing it back. I I forgot about Ryan Church. Ryan. Number three, Yoenis Cespedes's ranch accident. Oh God, that, that was, was a rough fresh in the memory still. That's still that there. Like. That's that's, that's yep. still there. But I feel the like two thousand seven, which we'll talk about. Yeah, that was that was great. Willie Randolph years. You know what it is too when like you bring up those names too. When I think someone like Ike Davis, it's crazy because he was one of those guys that like. I guess around the time the name kind of comes around, but it's not the same thing. But it's like, you know, like we had Lynn Sanity at one point. Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. with Ike Davis. It's like, I like Ike. That was the thing. And like now when you look at it, like years later, like, yo, it wasn't like, I don't like Ike anymore. <laughs> like he was, I remember because like I said, like, I live in New York. York. But, but it just, it, it never progressed into like what we thought it was going to be. He kind of almost reminds me of like a lesser like Lucas Duda at this point. Which is- Dude, that, like, like Wolfie, that's, exactly, that's the way I thought about Ike Davis. Like when I first saw him, I was like, this guy's the next big thing. You know, like he was popping yeah. him. He had to swing a stupid stance, but like he was, yeah, it was like, I like, I like Ike. And like he was, I was like, yo, yeah. this is, but how many times have we fucking said that as Mets fans? Like, oh, this is, this is oh. the next guy. This is, this is the guy. And then there's. I think you nailed it. It's like that's shittier fucking Lucas Duda. Like, I don't even know like what happened. Like, what happened to that guy? Like, besides, didn't he like go to the A's and like tried? Didn't he like pitch? Am I like forgetting something? Didn't he like come in a couple times and pitch as like a like? 
something uh, I don't even know, like blowout pitcher here and there. Like he might, he might have been. But like what, like what? I forgot like why he sucked so bad at hit like out of nowhere. Yeah. It was, I think they started throwing him curveballs. Like and he just couldn't hit the curve. Yep. Uh, and for was, some reason, some eyesight story comes to mind, but I don't know exactly if that's like from forgetting something. But yeah, no, it's like someone like figured him out, and then all of a sudden he went from like a like a decent, like you said, like holy shit, like maybe, maybe, which we do all the time. But no, nah, I just he just fell off the table, and it sucked because I kind of did like. I did like Ike at first, but yeah, it's yeah, another, it's another Met. They'll go down in the book. Like I feel like Lucas Duda is more respected than Ike Davis was, but oh yeah, yeah. It's... And I hate that a lot of people do give him that shit about the throw. Which don't get me wrong, I was pissed off too. Yeah. But there were some good moments. Like you know, he needed to give us some pop here and there. I'm not saying he's a top like guy at all, but like you said, definitely above Ike Davis. Yeah, Ike's just a forgotten Met at this point. Yeah, yeah. So, now that you, when you brought that name up, I kind of, you know, I had some flashbacks. Right. Yeah, that's a flashback name. That's that's one of them. I oh, did. Matt's hurting his back sleeping on a friend's couch during the 2015 pennant cheese. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> Henry Mejia getting suspended three times for PEDs and then coming back as a Red Sox. Ooh. Yeah, that you know that was a yeah. weird one because that was one of those ones that I was like surprised they gave him another chance after the second strike. Like, what was that? And like, I don't think he ever even amounted to anything after that. So it's like looking at the guys that got suspended for like two pops and like kept going, like or three pops. I don't know. That one was weird. I thought they gave him like they're like oh like just like a tap on the wrist. It's like and he was nothing. When he was no, I mean I think they uh, like, suspended. But then I think he came back like two years later or something and tried, or three years later and tried to like reinstate himself and somehow did. But wasn't he like decent like with the Mets at first? Like he's another, yeah. na- he's another name you throw out there like Ike Davis and you're like, yo, forgot about this fucking guy. But then yep. he had some good stuff and then the, the PED shit popped up and another guy was, it's one of those fucking, oh, we got a guy here and then. He, he just kind of lay off. Yeah. Like, Absolutely, shoot. yeah, and you're right. He was one of those guys that we came up and it was, you know, another he was, game. Uh, he, he was hyped up. He was getting all, oh, we got Mejia. We got this fucking lockdown setup guy, whatever. You know, we could use him as a close. Like, yep. It never ends. With the, the list could go on and on with the, the fucking could have been. But he's on the list, too. I like hearing these names. It's actually fun. Yeah. Like, it's... Henry Especially from like, like 2009 era to like 2015, that like mix in there where we really sucked. Like, there are some interesting names coming out of this list. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, what about Cinderguard getting hand cut and mouth disease? Yeah, well, that was weird too. Oh, yeah, oh. I forgot about that shit. There's so many. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm not a big Cinderguard guy. It's not even just because he left the Mets. Uh, I don't know. To me, it was I mean, he, he won us our only World Series game. I don't know. I don't know. Wolfie, I don't know if you're a big Syndergaard guy, but I think after he, he was, left. Yeah, he was one of those guys that, like, I, I thought the idea of Thor was cool. Yeah. But there were so many games that, like, it just seemed like he was either on it and dominant or he just, like, his head wasn't in it. And like you said, there like obviously this whole conversation what you just brought up, Saxby. But there's so many like weird things going on with him, 
And then obviously some injuries here. What he did when he left obviously doesn't help. Like when you think about it too, from the start of his career to now, what the hell is he gonna be in like five years? Are we gonna like see him as like a everyday like two to three pitcher? Is he ever gonna get back up to that good spot? Like not even just when he was with the Mets, but looking at him now, he's just like a really random career going on. Like it's there was one point, yeah, like you said, he was like Thor and oh my gosh, like dominant. But like now, it's just like now it's like I can't, I can't look at Thor as a Met from what he's been recently. It's just like everything's tainted now. Yeah, and he kind of like you know him dipping on the like I get it, like what he said about the Met. He's like. Yeah, I left there. Obviously, he got more money from the Angels because the Angels spend like like idiots. So he got more, <laughs> you know, you know the drill with them. So it's like oh, yeah. they, they fucking the Rendon contract. I mean, oh. you, you go down the list, and then um, they give Syndergaard twenty two million. What he pitched two innings last year, so they give him twenty two million. What was our offer? Seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. So he he took the money. He's a Cali boy, I think. Right? He's from Texas, but he loves the the the, uh, the West Coast. Uh, yeah, that. But. But he was saying he was like he was like, dude, I don't want to. De- we didn't have a GM. We didn't have fucking our, our manager. Buck wasn't here yet, so he bounced. So like, I get it, but at the same time, like he was like always like, oh, I want to be a Met. I can handle New York. I can do all this. And then he got Noah's book club, and then he turned into this fucking. <laughs> it's it's you you know like what he's he's, he's not so, he's weird. He's a weird dude. Strange. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's he's like. like and granted, I'm not even saying like uh, the persona of Thor is the same as this guy, but kind of almost like the way I feel about him in a way is almost, I mean, not as much, but it's almost similar to Michael Conforto now, too, where it's like he left on like a weird note. Not the same Conforto I like more than Thor. Yeah, but, I like Conforto. He, he kept, but, yeah, Conforto yeah. was, he was always quiet, he did his thing, and yeah, obviously exactly. the, World, the World Series and stuff. I always liked him as yeah. a defender, but he's mm-hmm. that bass, man. He was one of those guys, like he was always... He would be hot for a little bit, and then cold. And when he was cold, it was bad. You know, like. Yeah. yeah. So I liked up until, I mean, it was, it became so easy to hit off that guy. I mean, he became so complacent over time, and then he got injured, unfortunately. But yeah, back when he first came up after he was traded, you guys from the Blue Jays, yeah, that guy was a force to be reckoned with. I did not want to see that guy. Definitely yeah. did not want to see. When that. he was on, he was on. It's just that like. He didn't know if it was like going to be consistent enough. Well, what about yeah. lasting? Lasting's... Oh, did you just say lasting's millage? Your mic cut out for a second. Is that what you said? Yeah. Lasting. Oh wow, yo, that's that. Me and my brother bring that fucking name up all the time. Where it's like that. He is the one guy I think about when you bring up like top prospect. That was like the name that was everywhere, and I actually like wanted him to be good, but man, his antics and just his play after a while but the one thing that was strange about that unless i'm forgetting some sort of like major major injury is that he died like he didn't like go to any other league or town he wasn't like a minor league guy like all the time he didn't go to like japan or anything like he was just done done yeah dude he fucking he fell off and like i got another name for you about these like and there's another thing with these prospects that's why i'm not a big prospect hugger because you never know i mean uh remember fernando martinez the most untouchable prospect ever Yep, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yep. We wouldn't trade him for nothing, and it turned out to be absolute dog shit. At least oh. Millage came up, did a thing. 
the funny thing with millage, bro, is I, I still play baseball. I play in uh, men's senior league, rec ball, whatever the fuck it's called. So I played oh, in nice. a tur- I played in a tournament in Arizona, and we ended up signing the guy I played for. His team it was from Minnesota, and he signed us up for like the. It wasn't the amateur league. It was the the league where all the ex pros played in. So we got our ass mm-hmm. fucking kicked, and I ended up facing a <laughs> dude. It was it was awful. It was um. <laughs> Uh, first game we played DJ Carrasco. Remember DJ Carrasco from the Mets? Played yep, two. Yep, yep, absolutely. He, he had a balk. I actually have a ball, a ball up here. I got I got I broke up his no hitter. I got a hit off him. Uh, so, and he, dude, he signed the ball for me and gave his manager gave me the ball. So I got a hit off a major league uh, ex major league pitcher who struck out Miguel Cabrera. So that was pretty cool. But Lasting's dude, Lasting's Millage was in that fucking tournament. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah, dude. He, dude. He had. Um, I was playing third. He had a ball so hard at me, I shit my pants. I, dude. I fuck, <laughs> dude. I, 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 some, I somehow got it, and he did 120 miles per hour, whatever. You know, I got it on a hop, and he still almost beat that shit out. You know, I, 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 I do. I threw him out, and the next, next at bat, he hit like a grand slam, 500 feet center field. Like, you know, but he's playing. <laughs> You know he's playing against the, but it, it was funny seeing. I was like, "Yo, is that Matt, that's last name's Millage." Like, it's so random. It's nah, so cool though. It is cool, but it, like, it gets me mad though because like then that, you guys traded him to us and like we we he got better. I remember him being good, but then I remember him like doing really bad again, and then we traded him, and it just wasn't what we could have gotten. So yeah, he was like uh, the Car- uh, Carlos fucking <laughs> Carlos Gomez. And there's another oh. one. Dude, we can go on for day. Yeah. And you know what it is too, which is I'm I'm the same exact way with you. I'm not a big prospect hugger, and I feel like in the last like five to ten years, specifically in the last five, people on social media are so hyping up prospects all the time. I yeah. mean, dude, fifteen years ago you barely heard about guys as much as you hear them now. It's crazy. But the one guy that I always reference is how Rafael Montero was ranked so much higher than Jacob DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom yep. was like a nothing prospect in our league. Yeah. And look at him. Like, are you kidding me? Well, he was, <laughs> I think he was a seventh-round yeah. round pick shortstop in college. You know, he's yeah. a relief, relief pitcher. That's why with these prospects, it's like uh, you get Brett Beatty, right? He's our number two prospect. You know, he comes up. He has good plate discipline. He can hit the ball. But then he can't fucking field for shit. You know, he looks like absolute shit. And that, that, that's been his history is not being able to field. So now it's like, all right, that's your number two prospect. A guy that can't, he can maybe hit a little bit, but can't field. And then you got Alvarez who they're like, oh, you can hit bombs, but guess what? He's not good defensively. And then you got Pete Alonzo who is not good defensively. Like all these prospects, like why can't we just have an all in one, like good at fielding, good at hitting. It's, yeah. and it's like, oh, we can't trade these guys. Like the dot, like, I go to the Dodgers, right? They traded O'Neill Cruz and Jordan Alvarez, you know? And look at them now. They got Trey Turner. They got Freddie Freeman. We have the money to trade these prospects and replace them. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather have that proven player over a guy like uh, Beatty. But the fan base online would freak out because they're being brainwashed by, you know, these are our – we can't get rid of these guys. Like Ronnie Mauricio, right, even though he's a shortstop that we got. We got Lindor for 10 years. Yeah, it's like they keep they keep hyping these guys up, and it's. Uh, I think it's going to be this year if we don't win the World Series. 
not trading some of these guys for a bullpen arm or a real DH, that everyday DH, is um, is baffling because everyone thinks Alvarez is going to come up and be, you know, like fucking uh, who's the guy I just yeah. saw. Mike yeah, it's uh, and then he'll be like Gary Sanchez, you know, like that's that's he can't can't play defense. Seriously, like that's who I think it's gonna be. He's gonna be a Gary Sanchez, like can't play defense, but hits a couple bombs. Oh, and... I'm never gonna get that image out of my mind now. Every time someone brings that up, I'm gonna think of Gary Sanchez. Oh, Dude, that man. that's that's it just instantly killed it. For I mean, me. I, <laughs> I, I get what I get what you mean. It's like, but that's what. I think that's what makes sports just so great. Because, like, as a Nationals fan, it's like we got to see the Bryce Harper and the Steven Strasburg and the Anthony Rendon, like, those prospects work out. But then we also got the other side where we got Victor Robles, who's a piece of shit, and Carter Keeboom, who's a piece of shit. And Oh, uh, Carter, he was supposed to be big. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, but, you, uh, you, you never know. I mean, Harper you knew, right? But now you look at Kellenek, right? We traded Kellenek. He was the next Mike Trout. And now, like... Oh, Julio Rodriguez, baby. Yeah, like Jay, but but still, it's like so you never know with these prospects, man. Like, is Kellenek going to be something? Like, everyone's like, oh, he's still got to give him time, got to give him time. But then you see these guys, O'Neill Cruz. He just hit a, I don't know if you saw that that home run he just hit against us, Wolfie. That it was like ten feet off the ground and went into the water. Jesus, like, this dude's hitting. Woo. He's hit, he's got like fifteen home runs already since being up. So like, those guys that contribute immediately are like. You know, like Michael Harris of the Braves, and even the dude they brought the Braves brought up from Double A. They're like, yeah, yeah. The, the who's that second baseman? Grissom, Vaughn Grissom. Yeah, Vaughn, Grissom. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. I saw. Oh, they're bringing up they're bringing up a Double A guy, Vaughn Grissom. I was like, ah, this guy's gonna suck. Now he's a stud. So I don't, I don't know what's up with these prospects, but the the Mets hugging the prospects has gotten a little out of control. Like we can't get a reliever at the deadline. You get Michael Givens. Uh, it's and then you trade if you get you trade JD Davis and three prospects for fucking Darren Ruff. That's just that's the most baffling move of the year to me. Same. So I'll let you talk about that. That's the dumbest shit I've ever seen from from the Mets so far with Epler. And I, I think he like he, he he signs people right. He's good at signing because he's got Cohen's money. We make good signings right. But when it comes to trades, he, he can't fucking trade. I don't know what it is. Like, he got fleece for Darren Ruff. Like, that's a fleece. Yep. Yeah, like, absolutely. And you know what? That's an absolutely great point because you know what? I listen to sports radio all the time, WFAN specifically. And mm-hmm. I always hear people call in and say, you know, what did Epler do? And everybody, like, tries to defend it and say, oh, well, you didn't say anything with Scherzer and – and yeah. uh, those signings. But you just brought up a good point. That's signings. That's not trades. Trades, the track record, has not been good. I mean, dude, you gave up basically one guy for Vogelback, and Vogelback has done more in a week span than Darren Ruff has done this entire time he's been on the Mets. And I'm not saying, like, oh, Daniel Vogelback, but yeah. you gave up so much for Darren Ruff, who's yeah. almost... 40. Like, he's on the bad side of 30. Bro, like, he's, he's 36, and I think two years ago, he was playing in Korea. Yeah. He was playing in Korea for three years, and it's like, and before, even Vogel, guys, dude, even Vogel, two, go ahead, sorry. I said before he got to you guys, he was only hitting 216. I mean, yeah, but, dude, it, 
Good, Wolf. He was one of those guys that they said the the split down the line. They're like, oh, but first lefties or first right. Like I, I hate that excuse. I hate traded that excuse. four players. Yeah, we've Dude, traded four players. You tell me, you couldn't. JD Davis for Darren Ruff alone should have been enough. That should have been like because I saw Davis's name. I was like, all right, that, well, okay, yeah. maybe we could. Because then when I saw the other three prospects, I was like, oh, now we don't have enough ammunition to go get another good bat. I was like, that's our bat. That's it. Because we yep. need relief, relief pitching. So I was like, all right, maybe they're building the package here for a stu- you know, maybe Chafin, maybe uh, a... Oh, that's so bad. Yeah, maybe Ch- I was like, it has to be some some great reliever if we're going to do this platoon dumb shit. Because, uh, oh, he's good against right, he's good against left. I hate it. I hate <laughs> that shit. I wanted... Um, I wanted J.D. Martinez at worst. I really wanted Josh Bell from the Nationals, switch hitter. That's that was my that was my main guy. Very um, underrated, Josh. Very underrated. Yeah, I wanted Josh Bell. Like if, if they got Josh Bell and Chafin, I'd be much more optimistic about the World Series this year. But now it's Absolutely. you. You put money on the table. I'm not taking them to even make the World Series. So it's right now with how the lineup and the bullpen. I don't know. Showalter's gonna have to get creative, but. The trade, well, that, even trading Holderman, bro. We got we had a bullpen issue already. I wasn't a fan of that at all. It's especially when you look at the prospects we traded for Ruff. It's like you couldn't have traded prospects for Vogelback at all. And like you said, you four guys. And the thing that I don't like is that the excuse they're gonna use is, is that one guy. And I think it's like Schwarz something. I can't remember his exact name, but the one guy it was Anthony Schwarzak, I think, or something like that. The yeah. one guy that we actually, actually it wasn't Schwarzak. That was a relief pitcher we had back. But was back was the the guy that, yeah, the guy that we brought up, though, this year, and he gave up, like, seven runs in the first inning. He was one of the guys we actually traded for rough. So I know they're going to use that excuse. It's like, ah, he was shit anyway. You gave four guys. One of them is actually, like, a, has proven to be decent at one time. Like, J.D. Yeah. Davis wasn't bad at times. Years no, ago. he wasn't having a good season. But, you know, you're talking about, like, Holderman and J.D. were guys they could have just banged right into the roster. Like, well, and we well, got guys that are like, we can't even, like, they're not doing anything. Well, dude, Holderman, I'd rather, and Davis, of course, is tearing it up in San Francisco. Now he's got five homers. He hit one against, yeah, he's he's ripping it. Dude, he's <laughs> fucking ripping Dude, it just, it never ends, man. And then the the Holderman kid, I swear to God, like, like everyone, there's another thing people are saying. Oh, he only pitched in blowout games. Like, I, I like the eye test. You know, when you watch a player, I played the game long enough. I watched the game long enough. He could pitch, man. He hit his spots. He had good control. I was like, oh, this. He threw hard. I was like, all right, this guy. This guy's gonna be a good reliever in the future. And then it's like, boom, Vogel back. I was like, all right, who we trade for him? I heard Holderman. I, I flipped out because, dude, we needed. Because it's like at the end of the day, we we it was like a, a net negative. It's like we needed bullpen help, so we just traded a future guy that could be good down the road for Vogel back, who I didn't think would be. You know, he had a good two weeks. You know, now he's looked like shit. Um, yeah. And I was like, all right, we got Vogel back. Maybe that's not the end of it. I thought we'd still get maybe J.D. Martinez, Contreras. So one, like, I still thought we would get somebody. And then when I saw Ruff, I was like, oh, there we go. That's that's. That, I know what they're doing. I was like, 
<laughs> it's almost like the Wolpons are back. I, I don't even want to say I that. Am, but like, I am loving oh, every bro. second of this. I cannot. Bro, no, I mean. Dude, this is therapy. Like, I like how you're just it's... sitting there, like, listening to our problems because it's so true. And so I want to get a little bit deeper into this therapy session. Yeah. Yeah. So right. kinda, I want to I wanna understand <laughs> how it is that we got to this, like, how we got so doubtful. So take me. I'm going to I'm going to make a cutoff point which is going to be the 2007 season which was very horrible for you guys but we're going to talk about the before. You guys were crazy. Like I'm looking at like I was looking at a couple of things while doing research like you guys won in 86 but Dwight Gooden missed the parade because he was at a crack house. Yeah, um, yeah. The old the old crack houses. Like fights oh. um they were playing Lenny Dykes playing cards in the clubhouse. Yo, they, uh, Keith Hernandez smoking cigarettes in the, in the dug. I mean, yeah. Just supposed to say that. yeah. <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> well, dude, that was what it was. And then what sucks is in the beginning of the year we had this energy. Where don't get me wrong, we weren't smoking cigarettes on the field, but you had this energy that they just weren't out of it. That seven come uh, inning comeback or excuse me, seven run comeback against the Phillies was insane. Like you kind of felt like you had that '86 magic where it's like we're not out of it. And like you just said, like why are we so doubtful? That's one of the reasons. It's because back in the day you had this team that was so tough and gritty, and you know they're basically eating nails for breakfast. And yeah, you know, man, all that, like it's absolutely crazy. Dude, they they <laughs> they were fighting. They were fighting everybody. That that was a brawler team, I, man. They just and they went out. They went out and won it, man. It, that team was wild. Like I didn't grow up watch. I didn't grow up watching them. You know, I'm not gonna yeah. say that, but I've seen enough documentaries and, you know, heard enough stories, read it, read about it so much that that team, especially Lenny Dykstra, he's a nut job. I mean, still is. They had some some guys, Keith, Ron Darling. I guess Ron Darling was more like the. Uh, I don't know. My godfather always talks about Ron Darling because I met him once. He's like, yeah, you. You tell him thanks for snitching on all the fucking guys. I guess Ron Darling was the one guy who didn't fucking party with everybody. You know, he was like, <laughs> he was like the you know the nice guy, and he fucking yeah. fucking snitched. Yeah, I think he sn he snitched on everybody and stuff. So I don't know, man. I can um, see that. Yeah. So, but sorry, Ron, if you're watching. <laughs> but no, if we're talking about yeah. doubts. Like you talking about doubts for this season. No, like, you know, because you guys have some real deep-rooted doubt in you guys, like some, you know, deep-rooted frustration that, like, because for me, if I was a Mets fan, I would say, and I was talking to you about this earlier before the show, I would say that I wouldn't be worried because, yeah, you know, us and the Braves would be going back and forth, but at the end of the day, I know we got a good team where if we did fall into the wild card, I'm okay with it because I'd feel confident in my team. But you guys really just just doubt, man. Cause if I'm going through a cold stretch, I want that out of the way before the playoffs. Yeah, but you, you but you, the playoffs no matter what. Yeah, but we can't, you can't have a cold stretch when you, you, you're literally tied for first place. You know what I mean? So it's like we can't, we're too good of a team for that to happen. You know what I mean? And then the Braves are not. You know, I don't know if the Braves will go on a cold stretch, but it doesn't look like it. You know, right now I'd say the Braves are. I'd say the Braves are a better overall team than the Mets. I don't know if you agree I think with me. Wolf. Even going into the season, I kind of felt like that a little bit. I yeah, not even not even just on paper. Not even just on paper, but I mean, their pitchers are their starting pitchers have been great this, these last. I don't bullpen at all. 
the bullpens, they, they use Minter a lot. Um, they got, they, at least they picked up Iglesias. You know, they got somebody. And then, uh, back there, I think, still too, right? Matt, yeah, Matt. So they got, they got some guys, but I mean, the pitching's, been, you know, Freeze's been obviously good. Morton's always. They got Iglesias now. That's what I'm saying. I just said Iglesias to oh, go yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, like, no. they, they, they put it together. And they got, the Harris came up, now Vaughn Grissom. Uh, they're going to get Ozzy Albies back. Um, I mean, the I mean, Acuna, Acuna, Ozzy, Riley, Swanson, oh, uh, Olson. Travis, Olson, Olson. I mean, dude, overall, well, yeah, dude. Like, I, I'm Met, we're all Met fans. Like, we're here, but, like, dude, we can't deny the Braves are such a good team. Dude, and, they got, and we're forgetting they got two catchers, right? They got William Contreras also. Who yeah, I, I was gonna say that was the other guy I was thinking of, which they've been using him as a DH at times too, and it's like because he's got twenty, he's got twenty something home runs. You know, the guy could hit the ball, so it's like, and then you got uh, Michael Harris comes up. Not even, I mean, not even offensively, he's just a, a beast. You can't run on the guy, you know. That so, and yeah, then who's their left fielder? I'm trying to think of. The, I keep forgetting. I'm blanking here. Um, it was oh, the, what's his name? What's his name? Got hurt. Ozuna got the DUI, but he's still in the lineup. But they had uh, who's the guy that got hurt? Duvall. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, they're just a built. I forgot he's still there. Oh, they have Polanco too. Oh no, Rosario, Rosario. Rosario, Eddie Rosario. Yeah, they yeah. have Rosario too. And he had that eye problem, and he was kind of like screwing up in the beginning of the year. But he's been better since then, especially during this hot streak. So they have players, man. Before you guys dig any deeper. Tell me how it felt <laughs> in 2000. What happened? Like, probably take me through 2000. Because I always hear about it from a Yankees point of view, but I never really hear too much about it from a Mets fan point of view. Mets guy? I mean, 2000 was 2000. I mean, what do we win? Uh, one game in that series? Was it two games? It's a long time ago. I'm trying to remember. All I remember is Piazza. He hit the, uh, the ball off Rivera in the final game. He thought it was out to kind of extend that, but it was just short of a homer. But uh, back then, man, I was young as hell. So my memories, yeah, my memories from that were, you know, shy. But I, I was watching the Jeter documentary. Like I said, my wife's a Yankees fan, so you know, I like Derek Jeter. You got to respect Derek Jeter. You know, I liked him as a player, as a per. Yeah, so I, I was watching the documentary. He was, ta- he was talking about that series, and the Yankees were just loaded, man. They were they were a better team than the Mets, you know. And they had the pitch. I was seeing the I was remembering the pitchers. And you know, when you haven't seen something in so long, I was like, who the fuck were these guys? These starters, you know? They had fucking pet. They had, they were loaded, man. Like they, they kicked their ass. I mean, it's that it's that simple. Um, and that, that was it for two thousand, man. You know what it is, too, about 2000? Because I admit, too, I was young. It's not as much about the ball play that I remember on the field. It's actually more of the the off-the-field stuff where it was that ever since the Yankees beat us in 2000, it was like that classic, now they have that, oh, we beat you in the World Series. Like, you're still like the little brother. So it wasn't even as much like, because I was young. I was only like six, seven maybe when that happened. Yeah. But, like, it, it was like more of the after effect of, like, to this day, it's still like, we beat you in the World Series. I don't even really remember as much. It was just, I mean, I know Benitez just, God damn it. But, like, it was just, like, looking at it, it's still that, like, that's why in the beginning of this year when the Yankees were on a tear and the Mets were on a tear, we always had that, like, God, I wish we could beat them in the World Series kind of feeling, like, especially when we played that first uh, 
series against them and took two games. It was mm-hmm. like, oh man, how great would that be to kind of like that redemption of 2000? So it wasn't even as much about like the teams themselves. It's just like that they still fucking have our number. And I hate that. It's like yeah. obviously the 27 World Series, which I don't even care as much because half of them happened before we weren't even a team. But it's just that still like, they beat us and. I just, I, that's that's more what bothered me than like anything else from what I remember from that series. Yeah, I agree. It's just always going to be something like, oh, what happened in 2000? Remember 2000? It's like the 27 ring shit. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. oh, what happened, what happened, what happened in 2000? Yeah, you, you, you beat the Mets. I was fucking 10 years old. Like, it was a long time ago. That's the thing with these Yankees. They haven't done shit in 13 years, you know? So it's like. Yeah, they haven't even been back. They haven't been back. Like the Met, the Mets were there in 2015. Yeah, we didn't win it. I get it, but at least we went to the World Series. Yeah, so it's like at least we got to the World Series, and that's the Will. That's the Wilpon Mets. You know, that's that's not the Cohen. You know, so I was shot. I mean, without Cespedes, we don't get there. Murphy going off, but um, yeah, that that I mean that World Series. I'm kind of switching pages here, but that world. I I didn't think we'd win that World Series against the Royals. I don't know. You felt. I mean, they just lost the year before in seven games. <laughs> like the matchup on paper was brutal. I wanna. I wanna talk about you know the real the real gritty stuff like the 2007 collapse. Let's 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 fast forward to there. Jesus you know, in 2007, man. You guys, at one point, I believe, were in first. Yeah, oh, was, 73, yeah we were in first. We had like a sick. I forgot how. I know we lost like twelve of the last seventeen or something. Like twelve of eighteen. Horrible. Twelve. Yeah, of, we had the, what was it? Twelve. Was it twelve out of some? Twelve out of six. Twelve out of seventeen games. Something like that. Um, at least that. Yeah. So, and the Phillies. Yeah, the Phillies won that year. Jim, the old Jimmy Rollins squad. Um, yeah, you got it. Twelve out of nineteen. Was it twelve out of nineteen? Yeah, lost our yeah. five. <laughs> Lost, lost, the, lost the final 12 out of you, you guys had Carlos Delgado, Jose Reyes, David Wright, Alou, yep. Beltran, Sean Green made an appearance. Sean Green. Yeah. Yeah, Andy Chavez. Lasting's yeah. Millage. I'm not going to lie. This is one of those years because I actually think this might have been the year David Wright was on the cover of MLB The Show, right? 2007, if I'm not mistaken. Probably his best Uh, year, yeah. Yeah, I think it was. So, but like looking at this roster, there's actually a lot of names on here that I think this World Mets guy remembers this well that were actually some good names. Uh, Obviously, Beltran, like you said, right? Delgado was a good one. One name though that I actually liked looking at our situation now is Paul Laduca. I actually like. I love Paul Laduca. Yeah, me too. Me too. And like, I wish we had that bat behind the plate now. So, like, looking at this like roster, like. There was one guy, and granted, I'm not saying, like, he was going to be, like, top prospect. He wasn't, like, that material. He actually kind of reminded me of Wilmer Flores. But there was one year Damian Easley had, like, a good stretch. He was actually – Oh, yeah, I remember him. Yeah. So, like – Yeah, another guy. Ruben Gotai, like, lasting his mulch was there. Jose uh, Valentin, Andy Chavez. Ramon Castro was actually our backup. Our catcher. Do you remember his walk-up song? I, I don't. I remember him he, though. But. Yeah, he his walk up song was actually the Darth Vader theme song for some reason. 
like the exact wild. one for Star Wars. I don't remember <laughs> that. We had we had Julio Franco that year, Braves legend. Yeah, actually, I guess Met legend. Met legend. Uh, Carlos Gomez, like you actually brought up earlier. Um, Marlon Anderson, David Newhan. Oh my gosh, there are some names on this team that is. Marlon. They were actually a decent team though, because a lot of those guys were good players. Good players as a bench back. And yeah, we like, obviously around forever. Yeah, role, role players like Andy Chavez obviously had the big catch. Not that was in the World Series or uh, that was in two thousand. But it was um, he couldn't hit the ball. That was you know. So they had a yeah. they had a bunch of role players, and then uh, it's, I think it's, it's, like a Oh, like a Juan Ligaris, like in a way. Yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, Ligaris would give you that line drive single every now and then. But uh, bringing back Paul LaDuca, in your opinion, do you think he's our best catcher that we've had? Uh, he's, he has to be the best catcher we've had in the last 13 years, 14 years. He's definitely the best catcher we've had since. Like, when he stopped playing to now, he was the best catcher. So he's our last, last good. So he's our yeah. last good catcher from so so 2007 till now we haven't Absolutely. had a good okay there we go that's great. I, yeah. I, you know what's funny too is that like when thank you Saxby for bringing this roster up looking at these names and bringing up Paul Laduca that's I I say that anytime everybody ever brings up Paul Laduca is that I'm trying to think is that like maybe there was like a stretch Travis I thought it'd like, be Anthony Becker. No no God, dude I because I was thinking like Josh Tolley wasn't good. Like, no, we joked about John Buck that one April, like he had. Like, he, had a, he had a bunch of bombs, and then uh, I mean, you, you could argue Darno because that one, the World Series yeah. year was all right. The World That's Series. That's the only thing I can think of. This Darno was the only one. He no, had a, the man's been terrible. I mean, he is terrible. Yeah, he, he needs. So he's, he's not. He's not a major league player. Honestly, I, I, I swear by that. Even his defense, what, like, what, like yo, he's. Yeah. Everyone's like, yo, his defense is great. His defense has not been good. It's not good. No. And the thing is, too, he's one of those players that kind of, I mean, it happens a lot more now, I feel like, than then. But he's one of those players Mm -hmm. that just happened to have a solid year out of nowhere, which I think was also the year that everybody's hit home runs. Yeah, it's a juice ball. He just happened to be banked on it. And it's like, God damn it, we fell for it. And just anytime he gets up to to the plate, it's just like, oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you know yeah honestly, like, thinking about any catcher, though, we, were terrible. we have had terrible catchers, and I hate that. I wish we just had a solid catcher, which is when we were talking about the trade deadline, quick mobile back and all that. Granted, they were asking for too much, so I get not pulling the trigger, even though, yeah. like, unless well, it was you... Alvarez, like, maybe I would have pulled the trigger. Like, maybe he's the only one out of that Mauricio maybe would have. Mauricio, def, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, can we just get, like, Contreras or someone that's a decent fucking catcher or just bring up Alvarez? We have to bring him up next season. You get me all revved up on catchers now, dude. No, 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 because you you need one. I mean, (laughs) this is good. This is good stuff. This is good. This is exactly why this is therapy. Bro, the catcher. So I was at the game where we beat the Dodgers uh, when Timmy Trumpet was there, the second game. Oh, you were there. I was at that game. Yeah, I was with my oh, buddy. Right, right. What was it? Two to one. Where uh, Nimmo made that that catch. Mm-hmm. The, yep. I, I was actually I was I was walking around the field. We ended up sitting right where he made the catch. So I saw that right there. It was crazy. Oh, um, but my buddy I, I was with plays fantasy baseball. He's like obsessed with this shit. Um, 
He loves Will Smith. And I, dude, he, he's so underrated. I was looking at Will Smith as a catcher. His numbers, he had like 20 homers. Dude, yeah, Will, like, I'm like, how do you he's so get, solid. How do you get it? Like, why can't we get a guy like that? Like a Will Smith. He can play defense. His 20 homers. His average is like 275, 80 RBIs. I'm like, holy shit. Like, yeah. Uh, and dude, it's like, when I think of top catchers, he's probably the first one that comes to mind because of how much Real Mucha fell off this year. But other than yeah, yeah like, dude, dude, eighty guys already, and the season's not over yet. And you know what's crazy to think about the guy that kind of fell off this year, which I don't understand how he did it last year because last year was actually dead ball era. To think about that, Salvador Perez had like almost a fifty home run season last year is fucking insane. What did that? Yeah, come from? Ster- <laughs> steroids, steroids, yeah. yeah. Dude, is that <laughs> an ACL injury? Like steroids. No, 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 no. Like, which is what sucks about this Alvarez thing is that like I keep hearing about him and I yeah. swear to God if he comes up and sucks I'm gonna be so mad and I'm never gonna hear about prospects again. He's, you know, he's yeah, the this, is, this, this is the last straw. I think Alvarez yeah. like dude. Alvarez is the last hope for the Mets. Wow. Yes. Yeah. to break my fucking back. Like, it's the last. It's the last straw with the prospect bullshit. If Alvarez comes up like Beatty, right? Beatty, Beatty, Beatty comes up. Yeah, he had a home run. He had another home run. He has good plate discipline, but for him not to be able to field, that's a huge red flag to me. You know, that's been an issue with the minors. So it's like, are you going to move him around now? What are you going to do with this guy? You can't have him. He can't field. I'm, like, I got a perfect <laughs> question for you. Go ahead. Did okay. you hear about Brett Beatty this year, or did you hear about Vaughn Grisham first? Like, what uh, the fuck I'm, are you talking about? Like, yeah, and I'm not saying Vaughn Grisham like isn't like obviously like he's doing good, but, but it's just like we're talking about these fucking prospects and they come up and they just like dude, the Braves are fucking pulling like strings and every one of them are working and we have a that's guy just, that's uh, our second here, guy and he can't do it. Bro, I've been here about Beatty since we drafted him, so I was like, you yeah. know, you you follow him, you're like, oh, I can't wait till Brett Beatty gets up here, blah blah blah. You see on Twitter and the minors, he's doing great, he's doing this, he's doing that. And then you hear about his defensive struggles, and then you see it in the games. Everyone's like, ah, it's early. He'll get better. He's been playing since he's fucking four. So he's like, you tell me, <laughs> so you tell me, like, you, you tell me next year he's going to turn into a fucking gold glover? Like, he doesn't need to be a, he doesn't need to be a gold glover. He just needs to learn how to feel. Cause, dude, that's a liability. <laughs> like, like, just the, the base. And he couldn't even get that down. Like, if that's been an issue in the minors, it's not going to happen uh. over. It's not gonna happen overnight in the majors. So I mean, Beatty's still a question mark to me as a as a prospect. And now Alvarez with his defensive questions uh, already, you know, is he gonna come up? And that's why I said Gary Sanchez, like a defensive liability that can't that he might be a DH down the road. Who knows, man? Like, but yeah, I think Alvarez, he's like the next Fernando Martinez, where couldn't trade Martinez for anything. Couldn't trade, and then he came up and just sucked ass. Like he was. Did you? Like, could someone pull up that guy's? Not like I, I got to look at this Fernando Martin. Like, did he even play? Let's talk about 2015. You guys lost to the Royals in a previous podcast. My opinion on that: I already told you guys. I said that that was the World Series that the Mets lost, not the one that the Royals won. Yeah. I thought you guys. I thought you guys should have won that one. I really thought you guys should have won that one. Uh, you go ahead. Go ahead with no, that one. I mean, no, 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 no. You go. You go. 
So that's bad. I mean, you kill the kid. No, you kill the kid. <laughs> so 2015, the Roy- the Royals were just there. 2014, right? Uh, so they had the experience. They played the Blue Jays in the ALCS. I wanted the Blue Jays to win that shit so bad because they were a big swing and miss team. You know, we had Harvey, Syndergaard, DeGrom, Wheeler. It's, it's a ridiculous when you say this out loud. And Mats, I mean, he sucked, but, you know, we still had him as a fifth. Um, and all the team, like, that's why we beat the Cubs. They were swing and miss. We swept them. That's why we beat the Dodgers, that series. But the Royals, man, they were a team where I hate analytics and shit, but they didn't strike out. They put the ball in play. They played good defense. Uh, they were aggressive. Um, they had just been in the world. They had the experience already. They had a great bullpen. So going into that World Series, I didn't think, you know, gun to my head, I didn't think we were going to win that World Series. Um, yeah, I didn't want to believe it until I saw, I think, the first two games, and I was like, these guys don't strike out. They weren't striking out. against DeGrom, Syndergaard, they were putting the ball in play. Uh, it was the best fastball rate with contact, and that's what we lived by, you know, the blowing it past people, but they were on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, Familia, you could say, I mean, statistically blew three saves, but I, I don't like, he gave it the homer to Alex Gordon, a guy who doesn't even hit fucking home runs, hits a, <laughs> hits a bomb to center field, uh, the Lucas do to throw, I, mean, I think, uh, I can't look it up now, I forgot, I think we had the lead in the eighth inning, like three of those games. Yeah, we had a lead late in a bunch of them, absolutely. Jesus Christ. Which is actually crazy too when you bring up the. Uh, this is what therapy is all about. Fellas. When you bring up the uh, the rotation, there's actually one guy we forgot about, which actually I think came in for Wheeler, if I'm not mistaken, or was there. Or Wheeler was hurt or something. Uh, it's actually Bartolo Colon. Oh we shit! Yeah. And if you want to hear why this year is just insanity to me, is because I mean miserable Mets guy you obviously know too Mets fan is that you look at this lineup and it's like how in the hell do we fucking go to the World Series I mean just to rattle off some names for the whole season Travis Darno was a catcher that we had and he played in the World Series and all that uh he actually played almost 20 less games than Kevin Polecki that year like, he played almost 80 games for the Mets that year, which is insanity to think about. We had Michael Kadire that year. We had yep. Eric Campbell. Uh, Flores was basically, like, a main guy. Um, he started. He was a starter, yeah. Yeah. We had Juan Ligaris. Curtis Grandison I did like. He was, you know. So he was cool. good. He, he lived Tomata, up to He was there. I mean, like, uh, he had obviously Cespedes, Conforto. Uh, we actually got one rebate, Kelly Johnson, that year. But, like, looking yep. at the team, like, and also, too, just to the Royals' defense, they went to the World Series the year before, lost, and came back and had to try to win it. So, like, they had, like, a lot of, like, you know, energy to, like, win that because we were basically just, like, living on a prayer. Like, the fact that we even got there. Like, Cespedes was great at the time. Don't get me wrong. But, like you just said, like, going into it, like, it was almost like how the hell did we even get there, let alone thinking about winning it. That's exactly how I feel. Like, we went on that. The hot run with Cespedes, right? And then also we forget Daniel Murphy's ridiculous yeah. with seven home yeah. seven. So when we got to the World National Series, <laughs> yeah. So when you get to the World Series, the bat those both those bats died out, and that was it, man. Like it was kind of a strike of luck to get to the World Series that year, in my opinion. Obviously, we had the pitching. Um, who was our closer that year? 
I'm trying uh, to. So I was gonna say, so we it's familiar. It's, it's, but well, did we do we mix it up? Yeah. So what it was, it was familiar was kind of the main guy, but he was always shaky that year. But there's actually a Met legend that no one talks about ever anymore, and he was one of my favorite Met believers, and we only had him for like a year or two. Is Addison Reed. And that was also gotcha, we, got yeah, Tyler, yeah. we got Tyler Clippard too that year, and he did pretty solid. But Addison Reed was our eighth inning guy, and he was fucking solid. He was one of probably the I best like eighth Reed. inning guys we've ever had in Met history. Yeah, Reed Reed was the guy. But yeah, they kept flip flopping because they didn't trust Familia. Yeah. So it was like, but in the World Series, you got to figure that out. But Familia just fuck, he sucked, man. Like he couldn't handle it. And uh, yeah, the Royals like like I was pissed, but they were just a much better team. Like that's just. That's, that's just what it was. They're a better overall team. Like I said, they, and their pitching staff, I mean, besides Cueto that year, was, like, solid, Johnny Cueto. But then they had, like, Ventura, and it wasn't some elite staff like we had. You know, it was just, like, oh, a no, good – Yeah, it was just, like, a good staff. And I think that year they had um, – I forgot his name. They had a monstrous bull. No, the their bull- bullpen was insane that year. I think they had Joaquin Mon- Soria, right? Wasn't he there in that bullpen? They had Hochevar. They had – was it Wade? It was the one. It was the one dude. Was it? Was it Wade Davis who was just untouchable? Wade, was, that's the guy I was thinking of. Yes, Wade Davis. Uh, yes. Un, un, They're both untouchable. They had uh, Herrera, Calvin Herrera. Oh, oh man, yeah. They're, dude, he was Soria, Herrera, and Wade. Guy. Those three Wade. guys just destroyed. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't. They were just good. Hosmer was nasty. I mean, they they Perez. Trying to think of the lineup. Mustakis was still good um, then. Lorenzo Cain was going off that year. They actually Alex, Alex Gordon. Alex Gordon, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's a really, it's a really good team. So it's like at the end of the day, they they beat us up. They they want they did what they could, did what they had to do, and they were aggressive. You know, like that Lucas Duda throw, man. They're, they're going, they're running, man. They're stealing it. And also, Darno wasn't a, here's another wasn't a good defensive catcher. So you knew who's they were running every time on that guy. So, they, they also, Greg Holland and uh, Ryan Madsen, by the way. Yeah, they there. Uh, I think that was actually the, was that might have been the year Greg Holland was. Greg Holland was their closer. Yeah, Holland was the closer, but I think the setup guy was like Davis, and he didn't give up a fucking run. So like, dude, all of them were disgusting. It you was know, ridiculous. it was actually a guy the Mets had that year. He was always just a fan favorite to me, even though I just. I mean, I never expected him to even be anything past the bench bat, which is Eric Young Jr. I always liked Eric Young Jr. He was always so yeah. cool and speedy guy, but like, I mean, he wasn't like, a, you know, like a Wilmer Flores fan favorite, but he, he was just a guy I kind of liked. That was also the year we had John Mayberry Jr. to start off the year, so just to show you how crazy. John Mayberry Jr. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you guys both agree that you guys thought the Royals were the rightful winners, like they were supposed to win. Yeah. Yeah, they just played. So why, they were the better. Why do you guys think that other fans, you know, that are MS fans, why do you think they often say that you guys should have beat the Royals? What did why do you think and what do you gotta say to those people? This could be a defiant stand for Mets fans. This could be a very big point in our therapy. I think they don't look at how maybe they might not like fans might not be as into like everything like, you know, me and Wolfie where I look at you know, maybe they don't know they were just in the World Series. Maybe they don't know how good every bullpen player was. Um, but they probably say, hey, what ifs? Like the what ifs. Like what if Familia didn't blow it in the eighth or the do to throw, right? Or all that shit. So it's, it's the excuses. 
And they're like, yeah, we should have won. But at the end of the day, the Royals were a better team, man. They they they, they were better on paper. They're better statistically, and they, they they played better baseball than us. And that, that was it. So, so I think we. So have, I wanna. So that's I wanna ask where you guys. Got, kind of went over, but yeah. Some yeah. deeper questions, right? Because we're we're here at therapy. We're gonna wrap this up with a good old therapy session. All right. So I'm gonna ask you guys some questions. We're gonna get through this together, guys. I understand being a Mets fan is hard. It's miserable. You know, see, I'm making a play on names now. Um, but we're, we're going to get through this. So first off, guys, how do you view the Mets? Like, what is the first thing that comes to mind when you guys think of the Mets? Wolfie, I'll let you go first. Yeah. Uh, I feel like with the Mets, there's always, like, hope. It's never, like, an assured thing with the Mets where it's, like, even when we get Scherzer, even when we get all these things, even where we were in first place, there's always that, like, I still have to hope we get there. Because there's always that past trauma that's back there that I'm like, I like, I love- and I love the Mets. Dude, I got the Mets, got my jersey, like everything. We all, you're decked out Mets stuff too. Like, we love the Mets. But there's always that, like, we know pain. So when I think about the Mets, hey. I always think about the word hope, where it's like, I hope, hope. we win. I don't think we're going to, like, no, that's not the way. I, 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 when I Jake's on the mound or Scherzer's on the mound, I think we're going to win. It's just, I hope. Like, the word hope and Mets just go together for me. That's a good point. Yeah, for me, like, obviously been through the same thing you fucking been through. So it's like, I think when Cohen came in, changed my mindset a little bit. You know, since we were with the, with the Will Ponds, you know, what he said, you know, he's going to do whatever he can. He wants to be like the Dodgers. He wants to build a farm. Clearly, you see, he wants to build that fucking farm so he won't get rid of anybody. But um, I think he's, he's staying true to what he said. He's like, I want to win a World Series within five years. It's year two. And we're going to make the playoffs. We could win the NL East. You know, who knows what could happen the rest of the year. Um but like you said, I have hope that Cohen, being a fan of the Mets, and I feel like he wants to be loved, dude. Like with everyone, Uncle Steve, and he's got everything in the world, right? He's got the money. He's got $10 million paintings in his house. What else could he want besides to be that like savior of the Mets? So I feel like he'll do anything to win a World Series and be loved by everybody in New York. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, a, he's, a, he's that nerdy guy. So like, <laughs> like, I'm te- like I feel like that's like – like he wants, like he wants that. He wants to be the savior of the Mets. Dude, to be you like, back the black jerseys. I mean, I'm wearing the hat right now. <laughs> no, Cohen's done a lot of good things for the Mets, man. Old Timers Day, I, I was at that. That was awesome. The um, statue. The statue was dope. I mean, I never watched Seaver pitch, but I can respect his. You know what I mean? So it's like, he, he's making everything. The, the new LED screens. He took down the fucking Chick Fil A signs. You know, yep. he's he's doing charity stuff. I mean, he's sticking to his word. You know, the deadline, I can't be pissed at Cohen there. I mean, I think that's more Epler and Sandy, you know, but if Cohen, one thing that got me with Cohen, it's like if you're such a fan of the team and you know he wants to win and beat the Dodgers, where is he? He's not stepping in and saying, hey, man, he's watching the same shit we are, but he's not like, huh, this bullpen sucked before the, uh, before the season and now it still sucks. I'm not going to tell these guys to go fucking get a bullpen. I just want to see more like power from like obviously his power, but for him to sit there and be like, eh, you know, like he because he loved Max Scherzer, bro. We're uncovering some good stuff, bro. He 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 he, he loves Max Scherzer. That's why we got Max Scherzer. You know, like 
that's one of the reasons he he loved Max Scherzer. Uh, he always liked Max Scherzer, so he. Here's I'm sure he had a lot. Yeah, I'm sure he had a lot to do with. He probably made a call to do whatever it takes to get Max Scherzer. Um, so I just was hoping he would do something at the deadline. Like fuck it, I'm going all in. But we got Buck. That was big. Um, well, and it's like no, I said, still I, with the Steve Cohen thing. It's like that's why I don't want people to like hear what I said and be like, oh wow, you think of past trauma? No. Hope is exactly what I mean because I see Steve Cohen coming, like you said, doing these things. Yeah. That's why, like, no matter what happens, no matter the collapses we've had, no matter you know the Luis Rojas era, or the you know the Jerry Manuel era, <laughs> like whatever, I still have hope, no matter what. So, what are the things or people on the Mets that are causing problems for you guys right now? Um, catcher position. Um, and How does uh, I mean, you the, feel that you guys still don't have the catcher position filled out yet. <laughs> I feel like I've I mean, really do, my life. <laughs> I feel like that's just been a obviously since Paul Aduka. It's not like Paul Aduka was Mike Mike Piazza offense. You know, it's like we just haven't had good catchers, and it's like how how do you not figure this out? Um, we did draft the Parada guy. You know, like so if Alvarez doesn't work out, people love this Parada kid. You know, as a college catcher, Georgia Tech. You know, people love him. I don't know, um, but it's to me. I look at the bullpen, the bullpens. Even before the season, when we lost Loop. I know Loop isn't doing good. That's how relievers are. They're hit or miss, right? Um, every year. So we let him walk for like seventeen million um, over to the Angels. I think he has like a six ERA. Um, but the year we had him, he was like point eight seven or some shit. It was like crazy. So to lose him, I was like, fuck, dude, we, we lost him. How, how does Cohen let that happen? And then, honestly, a sleeper move that, you know, I know he's hurt right now, but getting rid of Miguel Castro, you know, for Joely Rodriguez. I know we needed a lefty, but he was he was never proven, Joely Rodriguez. And now you see he sucks, you know, and the bullpen just is a disaster. And I think, you know, it's it's a fucking disaster. And it's like... I think they're going to get creative. I think they're going to try to get McGill in there. They're going to have to throw one of these starters in there. Um, you know, Joey Lucchese's doing some rehab starts. I don't know how you feel about him as a lefty. You know, I like this. We're getting deep. We're getting. I mean, dude, it's. He, out the issue. the, the bullpen is the big issue. Who, Joey Lucchese? Yeah, I kind of. I mean, I knew he was still there, but it's just. It's been a while. Uh, so that's just. There it is. That's it for me. Like the bullpen. That's gonna that's gonna be the reason. If we don't win the World Series, that's where I'm gonna point to the the front office, the deadline, and the bullpen. So when I think of so three names specifically that are bringing down the Mets now, if you would have told me this like a year or two ago, I actually would have thought about like the energy of bringing it down because there were a lot of clubhouse problems with people taking over, like you know Mets fans getting thumbs down and all that stuff. There was actually like more emotional mental problems you know the clubhouse problems i guess would be the better word to use but this year when i think of problems i think everybody's kind of tightened it on the team the manager's good but there are three people that stand out to me that are actual problems not even just the catcher position but specifically james mccann like nitto i don't actually mind as much as <laughs> you know for what he is you see james mccann play it almost is like he knows he's bad it's like Nitto at least tries. Nitto actually leads the league in sacrifice bunts, which is not easy to do. 
but like he at least seems like he tries and he and on Twitter he kind of even like laughs at his like you know people joking on ragging on him. I can't remember what it was. There was this one video he was watching with Galorme that was talking about like him going to the All Star game and I think it was and they were laughing at it. So like he's kind of likable. James McCann just I swear to God he thinks he's bad and just doesn't try it. It feels like I mean I'm not saying I don't know the guy. He's probably trying. But it just seemed like he doesn't try. The other guy that is actually at this point bringing down the Mets, uh, you talked about it earlier in the episode, is actually Billy Epler. He's making good offseason acquisitions, but when it comes to trades, he hasn't produced. Bringing in Vogelback and Naquin and Ruff and Givens was not what was going to change this team and push us over the edge. And I feel like he's actually more of a problem than some of the on-field stuff. Now, last... Yes, the bullpen, um, but I'm going to go specifically with lefties like you brought up. Joely Rodriguez should not be here. And what's strange, too, is that actually Joely Rodriguez we got by trading Miguel Castro, which was, like you said, which is strange. Like, why would you do that? And it's kind of weird, too. Like, that almost kind of reminds me of, like, I mean, not as much, but it's like the Jordan Montgomery thing where it's like, why do the Yankees do that? It's kind of like us. Like, why do we do that? It made no sense. Like, we could have signed someone in the offseason, especially Chafin, and we didn't – or Luke, and we didn't. And it's like, what are we doing? Like, that made no sense. So when I think about it, yes, catcher, lefty, and I'm actually not even going to brag on the DH as much, but I'm going to go to the GM because it's his – All right. Well, things. dude, that – well, that Wolfie, that brings up another bad trade by Epler right there. Castro for fucking Joely Rodriguez. He can never figure yeah, this out. Him. Yeah, yeah. It's always, yeah. it's, always a ma- it's always a major league player for a major league player. Why can't you get rid of some prospects? Like for Joely Rodriguez? Yeah. I, I don't care if he's a lefty. Castro was a better relief pitcher overall. Well, he had good stuff. I mean, his low, once the sticky shit went away, you know, he was a little, little wild. But he still, when he was with the Yankees, he was a little bit better than Joely. But Joely was not, was not it. And like you said, why can't you just sign a fucking Chafin? Who went to Detroit? I'm sure he would have been fine in New York and got more money. So I, it, Billy Epler, it's gonna be questionable when we inevitably get bounced because of this bullpen. On fucking, what do you do with Billy Epler? You know, is is Cohen really tied down to this guy, or is he is it, does he want to bring in a, a Buck Showalter kind of guy? I forgot who they were talking about. Is it the Rays guy, or is it, there's somebody available that? I know they want. I, I forgot what organization it was, but he's he's actually a good fucking GM. I don't know who it is. By the way, actually, when you think about it, too, when you're talking about, uh, oh yeah, I I can't think of his name too. I know what you're talking about. They're talking about somebody coming yeah. in, a um, new guy. But when you actually talk about that, yeah, because I kind of forgot that he was there for the Miguel Castro trade, and another yep. trade that actually swept under the rug. And I actually wanted to just look up some stats, but I kind of got into the rabbit hole of it is we actually traded for a catcher this trade deadline which people actually forget Saxby I don't even know if you know this we traded for a catcher at the deadline we brought in Michael Perez from the Pittsburgh Pirates as well so what's crazy is that yeah so (laughs) he actually I like that pick Tommy Hunter was injured came back from the DL and they sent Perez to Syracuse so when you're thinking about it you're talking about the catcher you got at the deadline isn't even on the team like what are we doing 
like yeah the more you talk about these trades like <laughs> i'm actually starting well, dude you know what Go i want to i want to switch i didn't up. care about billy epler that much now i really really starting to not like billy epler now you're starting to see the fucking the tr- that. so this this therapy is really yeah, uncovering some things so let me let me switch this up real quick right how does it feel when the mets are winning it feels feels good, man. You know, like. Hold on to that. Let's expand on it. How does it feel? It feels deserved. It feels like we like should be winning for once, especially like you said when we bring in Steve Cohen, who goes out and gets guys like Scherzer, and we have Pete and the Lindor contracts and Degrom's back and Scherzer's here. Like it feels like finally we should be doing what we should have done twenty years ago. That's what it feels like when we win. It's almost like finally, like a relief. Yeah, and I feel like like Epler, he can't fucking trade. I think that's proven now. He sucks at it. But all the signings, for the most part, have worked out. Scherzer, I mean, he's, he's been hurt. But, I mean, Scherzer out of Vino. Marte was amazing. That's my favorite player of the year so far this year. Yeah. Uh, Can has been doing his thing. Um, what was that a two-year, twenty-seven million-dollar contract? I mean, you look at Canna. I mean, honestly, at this point, do you think Canna would be producing better than Conforto? Probably. No. I mean, you I think so. Think no, no, no. I'm saying I didn't see it coming. I mean, like, so you get you get a cheaper option there in Canna um, that would produce. I mean, I don't know if he'd be better than Conforto this year, but the way it's looking, yeah, would have. You know, Canna's tastes yeah. perfect. So uh, who else you bring in? Uh, Escobar was another guy. <laughs> How do you feel when the Mets win? How do you feel when things are good for the Mets? Makes me want to wake up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 a good feeling. I mean, like you said, we were, we use the word hope. It gives you hope, man, because at the end of the day, it's a good team. You know, it's a good fucking team. There's some holes. This like, is good. There's some, there's some holes though, but they'll be exposed. So- they'll be exposed in the playoffs, and they'll see it, and then they got to go address it. But at the end of the day. I was, I was thinking about it the other day. Um, everyone's going to be like, oh, well, next year we'll pick up other players. But it's like Alonzo's our first baseman. McNeil's our second baseman. Lindor's our shortstop. Third base will be Beatty until they figure out he can't play third. Um, we got we got Marte for another three years. Uh, Nimmo, we got to extend him, right? And then left field, like, what other star could we bring here to really make this team better? You know, so it's like I'm trying to think. That's a really good point. Right, you know, so it's like this is kind of what we're stuck with, unless you no, we're not going to get Aaron Judge, we're not going to get DH, DH, maybe some bullpen. It's almost like what our trade should have been. Yeah. Our trade blind moves. Yeah, so you, you can go get a Wilson Contreras, but then you got Alvarez blocking that, so that that's out of the question. So it's like you got to hope Alvarez is some superstar, and then what spot do you have? You have DH and left field, but you have Canna and. You know, you can always use him as a bench bat, but he's he's a starting MLB player. So it's like, you know, I know they sit him now. He's 33, but it's like, where are they really going to upgrade to make this team better than the Dodgers? You know, or, um, you know, it's like, where can they bring in a superstar? You know, I don't I don't even know who's, I don't know who's available. Obviously, Judge we know about, but we're not going to. Trey Turner. No, but. Second base. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they got to get creative because that's, uh, that that's it's gonna be the same lineup next year. Maybe one guy's different. You know, like I don't know who they could bring in as a DH because you're not gonna get a guy that plays a position that's just just gonna want a DH unless you overpay like crazy, which we can. 
But, you know, what DH is out there, Nelson Cruz, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, we're kind of stuck with it. We got to hope a prospect turns into a stud. We get a Michael Harris or so. I, I don't know. It's just. So, do you feel right now, do you feel sad, mad, hopeless, stuck or something else? Stuck. I'd say stuck. Well, I don't know what to think right now. You know what I feel? And I didn't feel it like a couple days ago, and I didn't feel it even during like you know their average stretches. But I'm starting to feel frustrated. Where it's like That's, uh, we yeah. should be winning these games. We shouldn't be worried about the Braves every single day. We should have did this at the deadline. It's starting to get a little <laughs> frustrating. It's not Wilpon is frustrating. Elliot. Do you feel disappointed, <laughs> hurt, betrayed, lonely? Wait, what was it again? Sorry. I almost I just felt, like, lied to. <laughs> like, do you guys... <laughs> Because especially with the deadline thing, with the, with the, oh, we have so many arms out there to get, like, it's like, where are they? No, yeah, I asked, uh, do you feel disappointed, hurt, betrayed, lonely? Or I say betrayed. Like you said, uh, Wolfie, Epler, after he got, uh, what happened? What was his bullshit about? Betrayed. <laughs> betrayed. Wow, you went into it. <laughs> Fuck, no, it's fucking Epler. When he was talking about getting relievers, when we got rid of Holderman, right? He's like, oh, there's a robust amount of arms on the fucking market. And he went out and got Michael fucking Givens with two minutes left on the trade deadline. Like, too, like, it was like Michael get a, a righty. I felt like he just, like, wanted anybody. So he's like, let's get Michael Givens. Yep. And I was like, right, at least we got somebody. But now I see him pitch, and he sucks. Like, I, I don't want to see him play. And he struck out a few guys today, but, I mean, he's just throwing fastballs down the middle. You know, it's not going to be good against, you know, when we play St. Louis or, you know, the fucking Dodgers and Braves. You know, it's uh, betrayed, man. You can't you can't say shit like that and, and not go get – at least, like, me and you like chafing, man. Why not go – and then and then his comments afterward, uh, we, were, we were very close on getting a lefty, and the price was a little heavy. How heavy could how heavy could a chafe and package be? How heavy could full even if you get Fulmer? So any of those three relievers from the the, the Tigers, you know, like or even grab two of them. I, I don't know. It was to so, me. No, Wolfie. How often do the Mets being disappointing cross your mind during the day? I'll say this. It's definitely calmed down since Steve Cohen has gotten in. And specifically this year, it hasn't happened. But it's getting to that point of we're getting to the end of the season. The playoffs are coming up. And it's always that classic, you know, the Mets are going to collapse or something like that. And I was actually one of those guys this year that said, dude, we're going so well. We're on pace to win 100 games. We're in first place. And part of me still feels like that. Then when you're starting to lose series to the Nationals, you're starting to lose games to the Pirates, the thought of disappointment is starting to cross my mind a tad. And it's to the point where that, that finish line is, you know, I'm getting a little, my legs are getting a little heavy and I'm getting a little tired getting there. But, <laughs> but, uh, but dude, the Mets is just, it is, cro- there are days and they're getting a lot more uh, plentiful that uh, I'm starting to get a little disappointed. So, m- miserable Mets guy. Yeah. How have you been coping with the problem that brought you into therapy? 
Well, how have you been coping with it? By watching this fucking Brave score right right now, I'm just it's. I'm doing I don't know, the man. Same thing, man. Well, I mean, this is this is this is. <laughs> This is it's where they nine, got it. Nine, it's, nine, it's, nine. it's nine nine bottom of the fifth, and this is what we're a team with eighty five wins. We're gonna win a hundred games, and we got a scoreboard watch every night. I'll be up all night until this game ends. Like I, if they lose, I'll wake up tomorrow feeling a little bit better, right? We're still up a game, right? We'll be still up a game. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just one night after this. Are we t- are we tied right now? If the Braves win, I think you guys are tied. Yeah, if they, if they win, we're tied. If they win, we're tied. But if they, if lose, they lose, we're still up. One, yeah, one. Sure. So I'll be happy. I'll be if they lose tonight. I'll wake up tomorrow, knowing we got a doubleheader. If we can win that, even though our bullpen's a fucking mess, I think that's why. I think that's why uh, Buck. <laughs> I'm glad we uncovered the real problem for you. It's it's the Mets bullpen. So that's good. Oh, we've I fucking hate the Mets. The uh, that... We've identified the problem, and now I think we can we can cope with it a little bit better. <laughs> Dude, and that's why, bro. Before when I was talking to you before about who the fuck is this guy? I've never seen heard of him called up. This is another thing Buck does. He he kind of knows not to when to throw the towel in, but he knows he kind of has a feel for if we're gonna lose a game. And he'll throw in like you know you've seen it before. He throws in these guys. And he. Because he's waiting for the double header, right? So he threw he threw in some guy I'd never heard of in my life today in like the sixth inning, and it was four nothing at that time. So he's probably like, you know what? We don't have it today. I'm gonna use this guy, but he's probably thinking ahead to tomorrow's double header. So it's like, all right, who's who's pitching tomorrow for that double header? We got Scherzer and Bassett. No, I think it's Degrom. Whoa. Hold on, let's see what we got. I think it's Degrom Bassett, maybe, because isn't Scherzer skipping a start? Or something? I was gonna say that might uh that I'm might cause some orgasms. That's game right, it's Bassett game one, Degrom game two. So yeah, that's got to be a sweet. You got you got to win both those. Uh, so if the Braves lose, the Mets win those two. I mean, at the end of the day, then the Braves could go ahead and win and still be one game. So it's like a fucking nightmare. Like every, you know, <laughs> Montas. <laughs> Montas de Oca was the name you're looking for, by the way. That, that, that's it. That, that was the guy. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Like, what we he told doing? me that guy was pitching. I tried to make sense of it and know who he was. Couldn't. <laughs> no, I, I was like, yo, I do have a good question like, What are we doing here? Like, so the how do the Mets? Have, like, no one up? <laughs> like, Wolfie, where, who, where did they get him from? Like, who is that guy? I, I, I never... I didn't even hear that he was called up or anything. I didn't... That's what I said. I, I was talking... Like, and I was like... I was talking to Zach. I was like, dude... Who the fuck is this? Guy? I, ne- I didn't get an alert that he got called up. I didn't hear. They rolled into just, Pittsburgh and they found him like in the parking lot. They're like, they, they pulled him off the stands. <laughs> we might need you today. But no, honestly, I do think that. I think that's. I think that was Buck's thinking, man. He's like, let me use my shit guys today, and go worry about that doubleheader tomorrow. You know, I think he's. Look at the guys. The Nationals did that through their World Series run. Well, literally. The Nationals would like against the Dodgers, especially if you paid if you paid any attention to that Nationals Dodgers series, like it was funny. We had our good relievers for one game, then he we he threw our bad relievers, and then our good relievers, and then our bad relievers, and then we just fucking threw everybody in game five. Well, dude, it, it's smart because like you got Walker struggling, so he's like, all right, let me get these shitty guys ready if Walker sucks, which he did, which has now been a concern. I think he's given up sixteen runs in his last three starts or something. Like he's falling off a cliff, man. So it's so Buck's probably like, you know what? 
DeGrom and, DeGrom and Bassett, they're going to go seven, right? They'll probably go seven. You know, six at least. Then you get Adovino, you got Lugo available, you got Diaz available. Let's go win these two. You know, I feel like Buck plays, he, he's not playing for sweeps. That, that's why we haven't swept a lot. He just wants to win this, these series and, and keep it moving. You know, that's, that's why he's so brilliant. And that's why he's a great, a great uh, uh, manager. So it's just. We found something about the Mets that we can, we can latch on to, something that we can love, something that we can like about the Mets. We're getting somewhere. We're really getting somewhere. No, like, dude, this is this is shit that Rojas, this is shit that Rojas and these rookie guys wouldn't think of. You know what I mean? They wouldn't think, hey man, they'd go out and use Lugo today, or out of you know, and then we're fucked with Degrom and you know uh, Bassett starting. And Bassett's been on fire. I mean, I, what, did he have a bad game his last game? I think he gave up two or three, but still pitched good. I think he, yeah, I was gonna say, I think it was against. Dodgers and he did pretty I think he won the game so I only got a couple questions left for this therapy session you guys are doing really well you know we're getting some so how does this problem being the Mets affect how you feel about yourself I mean the Mets right now I don't see the Mets as a problem you know Um, I just feel like the Braves are making it a problem you know what I'm saying the Mets got the third best record in baseball. It's just a okay, break. So we, we can deflect. We can now finally deflect our anguish and pain onto the Braves. This is good because fuck the Braves. This is good. I mean, <laughs> like I said, at the end of the day, you put the Mets. I don't like doing this shit because a lot of people do it. But you put the Mets in any other division, and they're fucking a lot of games up. But we got the World Series champions. Well, the respect. Yeah, but the AL Central. I mean, I think it was like multiple divisions. We'd have at least a seven, eight, eight game lead. So the Mets right now, yeah, we we lost three games to some shitty teams, but we still have eighty five wins. You know, we're having a good year, but as a fan, a true fan, we notice the holes. We know the bullpen sucks. I've been saying it all the fucking episode. Um, Vogelback. Naquin, rough, disaster. Um, but we're still finding ways to win. But the Braves is what's... I feel like I wake up and I'm like, we're not as good as we... If we had a seven-game lead, I feel like... I'd be like, oh, okay, we lost to the Pirates. It happens. But now that the Braves are right up our ass, it's like, it's like, oh, the Mets, the Mets suck, man. They're not going to fuck. We're going to blow it. We're going to, you know... It's just like, I don't know, man. It's It's... Because one of these teams, we're both probably going to win 100 games, right? That's my guess. Close to it, one of one of us is going to the wild card. So someone's getting the shit end of the stick. And like I was saying, the wild card this year is now going to be a problem because you're going to burn out your starters in those first three games. You now, if we get Scherzer to Grom, you get a day off between, and you go right to the NLDS. You know, so then you have your number three versus their number one. Padres can really annoy your pitchers, a team like the Padres. We've had some problems with the Padres this year. We're two and four against them. So They're just an annoying line. I mean, like with Tatis not coming back and so I'm more so concerned with heard it, they're just annoying, and that's something the Nets can't afford to to face is like an annoying team that'll like burn out their, their pitching. Well I'm not dude, I'm not concerned with the Padres offense as much as their pitching. I think you Darvish owned us. Um, Snell didn't do I think we knocked Snell out that one time. Uh, Joe Musgrove's filthy. I mean, they just have good pitching, man. So that's, that's the thing with the NL. The NL is going to – any team you play is going to have a good one, two, three. 
you know, the AL doesn't really have that, you know, like besides the Astros, you know, um, but even the Cardinals get in Montgomery. Now he's a fucking stud. So you got, uh, who, Mo, what's his name? You got Wainwright, Mikolas, uh, and now you got Montgomery. So that's a good one, two, three. Dodgers, you know the drill there. Um, Padres, you're going to get those three studs. Um, Atlanta, you got three studs. Uh, who am I missing here? Even Phillies. If we play the Phillies, if the Braves or Mets play the Phillies, you got Nola and Wheeler. You know, it's two games right there. It's tough. That's a uh, fantastic Actually, what do you think about that? If you take every NL team that could potentially make the wild card right now and stack them up with AL teams, it's not even fucking close. I mean, it's a joke. like you said, yeah. other than the Astros, the Yankees top three are nothing. The Twins yep. top three, the Guardians top three, the White Sox, God forbid, top three. The Rays They're coming. have like, I mean, the Rays and the Toronto Blue Jays, I would say, are the closest maybe. And even Toronto is not much, mostly Gosman. That's a It's a completely different thing both leagues. It's a whole different world in the NL. And I've been trying to say that, you know, like, like I've been saying before, it's every matchup in the playoffs in the NL is a team that could win the world. It's not the Phillies, but they still have a – they could beat us in a two out of three. They could. Like, Wheeler could get to us. No, I know we've been hitting – I know we've hit them. Uh, it's not going to happen every time, though. So Wheeler could get to us. Nola could get to us. And then it could be a game three. You know, where it's because the Phillies offense is loaded with Harper coming back, too. So, you they know, and Thor now is their third, too. <laughs> Who? Thor. They have Syndergaard. Yeah, they got Syndergaard. Like, imagine him knocking us out. I mean. Oh, no. It, no, 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 no. I don't say that. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, it's. We all use different strategies to cope. Do you find yourself reaching for caffeine, drugs, alcohol, sex, shopping? the internet or something else to make you feel better when the Mets are losing? I always drink Coke. <laughs> I, I, I drink too, I drink too many of them a day. Like I said, I don't drink anymore. I had too much fun, a little bit, way too much. Get what I'm saying here. Um, and I got the, <laughs> get what I'm saying here. I got, I got the nicotine. That's all I do these days. Yeah. I got the bogeys. You got a little drinks on the side, but, uh, but yeah, Coke is my new. Coke. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> yeah, actual Coke. <laughs> All right, so let's, that's the Coke uh, I do. Let, let's wrap. Let's wrap this up. I think we've had a very good therapy session. We got a lot of problems out there. You know, Wolfie, you you now understand. You know, some true hatred. You know, towards Epler, uh, miserable Mets guy. You know, you absolutely hate the bullpen. You've made that very clear. <laughs> And but we all can we can deflect it onto the Braves because fuck the Braves that is a very good conclusion. I honestly sick this of that. therapy. Fuck the Braves. Honestly, Definitely. for one minute, I think we should all just fucking hate the Braves. Hold on. Oh well, ten to nine Braves. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm scoring. You know what? Fuck the Braves. Yeah. You know why I want to say fuck the Braves because you actually look at how many World Series they've won since the Mets have actually been a fucking team. It's nothing compared to the Mets. I mean, what is it? One more. Like it's, I think it's actually one, one. I think I've had three since the Mets have been a, te- a baseball team. So I'm so sick of them winning one World Series. And it's like, all of a sudden they're God's gift to the earth. It's like, yo, you guys won like, I think it was 16 divisions since 2000, and you have one World Series from it. Like, I'm sick of them. it. Sucks. It sucks because I, I love to make it fun of the Braves. They were like the MLB's Cowboys. Well, dude, the one day yeah. before we go. Before, the, before we go, man, the one thing with the Braves is they're going to be a pain in the ass for years because, you know, they're smart. They're bringing up this talent. 
they signed Michael Harris to what eight year deal for eighty million or some shit. They release like, all their. They right? get they sign all their young talent, Austin Riley, Swanson. I think they signed Swanson today. Yeah, yeah, I think Swanson's the only one unsigned. Okay, oh, yeah, so they they're, they're talking. Or is it Riley? They're talking. They got. They already signed Riley. They they um. Oh, yeah. They they already they already got um, uh, Harris locked up for a steal. Um, Matt, they, they they lose Freeman. Guess what? Come out, come on, Matt Olson. Like, they're built, man. Now they got Vaughn Grissom. They got uh, the, the catcher. Even one darn They got the Contreras kid. So I mean, they are built for the future. So they're gonna be a pain in the ass for a long time. So fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. I don't. I, I hate the Braves, especially like now that I'm on TikTok and I see all these Braves fans like talking shit. It's like, dude. <laughs> I made fun of Acuna in one of my skits, and like you would think, like they're dating the guy. Like it's, it's like always, like it's a it's a joke. I'm a, I do comedy skits, you know. It's it's hilarious, man. Like they get, and, <laughs> they get revved up over Acuna, man. Like it's crazy. Uh, so we're gonna end this with each and every one of ours favorite Mets moment and least favorite Mets moment. So my least favorite Mets moment was when you guys signed Max Scherzer. I think that was very rude. <laughs> I think it was very inconsiderate. Very rude. I definitely think that you guys kind of reached with that one. Um, you guys could have let him go anywhere else, but you know, you guys had to stick your nose where it didn't belong. You know, we did it with Murphy, so I guess it's kind of even, whatever. But I think my, uh, my favorite Mets moment, oh man. Honestly, I think my favorite Mets moment was that time that the Nationals came back from being down, like, what was it, like, six runs in the ninth inning in 2019. And then we came all the way back, and Kurt Suzuki hit the walk-off home run. Yeah, it's gonna, it's that moment. Because that was the moment where the Mets were officially done and the Nats were officially here. It was good. Oh, that was good. That was good stuff. Sounds about right. I, I love Yeah. No, no, my, my favorite... I'll probably have to go back in a day. It's more like meaningful, wholesome shit. But it was when we were down. I was at this. I was at the game at Shea um, with Piazza. Piazza is my favorite player of all time. So yeah, Piazza, and I think we were down. It was against the fucking Braves. Down eight to one. You know, you remember this game? Eighth inning. Down eight to one. Um, we had an eight eight run. Uh, a seven run eighth and then the ninth Piazza hit the walk off homer yep. uh, to left off to left field. I was at that game, so that's one of my favorites. But also, I think the nine eleven homer. Um, I got that picture right there, hand on my wall, signed. Oh, like, awesome. yeah, man, that 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 was one of my favorite moments. Uh, least favorite. Um, yeah, I mean, getting Steve Cohen's big too. But uh, least favorite, probably Bel- Beltron striking out looking. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, two, two, 2006 NLCS to the Cardinals. That, that's probably... Where's the Cardinals? That's the one that probably stings. No, no. Yeah, yeah that one. Or the Connor Gillespie homer in the wild card. 2016. That was at the game, so, yeah. Good points. Uh, I would have to say my favorite moment is also, like, the one I've been at. Um, it was actually against the Nationals. Go figure, Saxby, so I'll rebound with you. Uh, it was 2015 year we went to the World Series. Um, I actually went yeah. to the game. It was a couple games after the Wilmer Flores trade got canceled when he was crying on the field. And it was the game where the Mets actually tied 
first place after the win. It was when Curtis Granderson hit a home run, Murphy hit a home run, then Cespedes hit a single, and then Duda hit a home run. And it was just all within, like, five minutes. Like, it was so quick, and they took the lead, and it was a tie division, and then obviously went to the World Series that year. So that was probably my favorite moment, you know, personally. Um, just to try to change it up a little bit, actually, because that Beltran thing was a good take. Um, and we also talked about the other one in the beginning, which was the Lewis, uh, the Castillo uh, drop ball. That's probably one of the worst moments I remember. But you know what? Try to give a you know different take, a recent take. You know what's actually one of my least favorite Met moments is the whole Cespedes ordeal. Like, we had a dude that basically led us to the World Series. Obviously, Murphy did great in the playoffs. And we gave him a contract, and it was like, holy shit, we got this guy for a few years. You know, me and everybody else are wearing yellow bands on our arms. And all of a sudden, he just disappeared off of the face of the earth and just didn't play anymore. And that was just a waste of a deal. And, like, you know, you don't even think about him really much anymore other than that one season. And it's like, that sucked, man. Like, obviously, like you said, the strikeout, the pop-out, but... That's one of my actually least favorite Met moments in recent history. I think I think he gets a pass for that from a lot of fans. Even me, like I don't really think about it too much. But I think people are just so blinded by what he did that year to get us to the World Series. For me, like it, it was what it was. Like we got him for that. Obviously, we wanted him to be good after that. But then he came back in 2020 and just quit. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. the thing. I mean, that's definitely not my least favorite moment, but just to try to change it up a little bit. And, you know, this dude showed up to work about. and just quit that day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So that what, – what do you, you guys have anything, you know, left you want to say? Any Anything you guys want? Any final takes? My final take is hopefully next week we come back and it's a completely different story and we just, you know, won the series against the – the Pirates, and we won the series against the Marlins, and we come back and yeah. almost Atlanta's on like a three-game losing streak or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm on the same boat. Uh, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Sweep that doubleheader, I feel a lot better, even if the Braves win today. So, Wolfie, you better hope. You better goddamn hope the Mets come out of the one of the, you know, while we're doing that podcast. See? You better hope the Mets are See, in the league. that's what I'm saying. We just lost a series to the Nationals. We just lost tonight to the Pirates, and what are we still doing? We're Next week we're talking about, you know what, we're sweeping the doubleheader and, you know, we're going to be still in first place. So, you know, hope's the name of the game. Hope. There it is. We're it on the screen. Hope. Hope, baby. And with that, you know, that is another episode of High and Inside, this time a special edition episode here on the Build Different Podcast. Make sure you guys go – Follow Miserable Mets Guy on TikTok. He's blowing up. He's the next big thing. Going to be good. Um, do you want to plug your Instagram as well while you're at it? I don't know if it's a different at or if it's the same at. Same thing, Miserable Mets Guy. Instagram. But TikTok's the main platform I'm using now, so stick with that, you know? Hell yeah. And, and with that, this was a great episode, great therapy session. I think I'm about to go get my therapy degree. Uh, everybody thank you for watching please like subscribe follow do sell your soul to us whatever you gotta do uh just don't do anything crazy have a good night peace
Let's get it.